You're now listening to an all-new episode of The Last Man Potting. I'm your host, Ahmad, here with my co-host, the self-proclaimed Skip, Black Skip Bayless of podcasting, Steve. It's been a long time. How you doing this week? Yeah, get that shit right. You, you know, um, just starting to kind of recover um, from being sick. I went out last night. Actually, I went out all weekend. I realized that the out scene is not really for me. I, I'm I'm a in-the-crib-ass nigga from now on. Like, I don't know if I'm doing any streets anymore. I'm lost. The music is loud and I don't like it. Like, <laughs> I think I've officially graduated to old nigga status. Yeah, you're washed. Accept it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I accepted being washed. Like, and my life got better for it. It's like yeah. I, I go to bed at fucking nine thirty. I, I get up early, and you know, I just do things that are good for my yeah. body now. Yeah, like, yeah. All, all that partying and drinking and all that shit—that's out. Like, well, that's the sad part. Because I don't. Huh? That's that's the sad part. Because I don't drink no more, so I gotta turn up at the crib with no duels and shit. Like, like I'm about to go have a good time. It just fucked up. Yeah, just 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 fooling yourself. Yeah, but you know, I've noticed though, there's a lot of pear shaped women in the club nowadays. It's just like it's kind of slim pickings out there. It's just like, damn, why are like ninety percent of the bitches in this club built like grimace? Like these these are some bad shaped women here. Yeah, well, were you ever gonna find the high quality women at the club? I don't, I don't think they're at the club. Are they not? Where, where do they hang out at? I don't know. They're probably somewhere already wiped up. They're not yeah. out there. They, they're not out there looking for the nigga drinking O'Doul's. Exactly. It's like I think to get better quality women, you have to be in a different tax bracket. I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's the main thing. It's like, it's like stop chasing hoes. Like go go, go chase some focus and money. Yeah, you, the, you the hoes will it. always be there. You stuck with this uh, pear-shaped bitch with her pee that doesn't know how to breathe properly. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. See, you like, like, like when you're just coming back to the podcast, you can't, you can't just go to a hundred. Like, hey, you gotta man. fucking ease the people into it. Like, hey, I don't throw jabs, only haymakers. It's like it's a knockout in the first round, or I yeah. lose the fight. Like, yeah. that's it. I'm gassed out by the third round. It's just like fuck it. Cut me, Nick. All right. So, well, well, then you know that kind of brings me to the first thing on the podcast because, um, you know, last today's Sunday and last night was daylight savings. We moved forward an hour, and our producer isn't here for the podcast, so that that's why Steve's a little comfortable running wild because he said the the daylight savings fucked him up. So you know he's he's running late. He said he's going to join us later. Um. And I wanted to talk about time. That's probably the thing that you have the most control of uh, on a daily basis is like, what are you doing with your time? Like, how are you spending your time? What are you putting it into? So, you know, we, we haven't done the podcast in a couple months. Like, how you been spending your time, Steve? Um, uh, watching pornography, um, playing Eating PlayStation, chips. <laughs> playing play PlayStation. Pretending you're a wizard online. There's no need to pretend you're a wizard. There's enough information nowadays to become a wizard. Like you just go to the library, go right to the occult section. You'll be a wizard in like five days. <laughs> and, and then you could go on YouTube. There's some asshole explaining it. Like, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Like you could come back to life after you're done with it. Like, like that's not how the game is played, sir. Like, like why are you trying to do that? But. um but but no, but seriously though, like because you know we, we stopped doing the podcast a couple months ago because we just needed a break. You know our schedules were were conflicting a little bit, and uh, I think it's always important, you know, for the quality of the product to know 
um, you know, that we can put the right amount of time in it so that it, it, it comes it comes out well. So, you know, like just just talk about that a little bit, like, you know, because you, you, you said this week you threw the PlayStation away. Did you throw it away or did you sell it? Well, GameStop gave me like $20 for it, so I basically gave it away. Basically <laughs> <laughs> gave that shit away. Like. Yeah, like, you know, GameStop has has a rough uh, business model because it's like, it's like, I remember every year as a kid, I would save up all summer so I would have enough to pay $50 for Madden. And the next summer, I would always be trading in the old Madden and they would give me $5 for it. And I'm like, bro, like, I, I raked a lot of leaves for my grandma so I could get this Madden and y'all gonna give me $5 for it? Like, you know, they just crushing kids' dreams. That's but also cr- teaching them about how business works. So it's, it's actually not, not, not that bad. But no, like, what, what made you uh, throw the PlayStation away? I just feel like it was this time, like, you know, there's just so many other things that, to focus on. And I really wasn't even enjoying it. Like, I'm sitting down playing it. And I'm just like, kind of, because, you know, sometimes you get home, you want to relax and shit like that. And you just want to do something mindless. But I'm playing this shit. I'm like, I'm not even enjoying this shit anymore. It's like, it's like when you deal with a chick and she's talking, just like, why is this bitch still talking? Like, why is she still here? So that's how I felt about that PlayStation. So I gave that bitch away. Fair, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. yeah. Because like, I still, I still have an Xbox, but I can't remember the last time I turned it on. It right. was just sitting there. Because yeah. like I, I used it a lot during the pandemic, and I was yeah. very fat during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's like. It's but then I didn't have anywhere to go. Like you know, everywhere was closed, and I was just sitting in the house. But I just think at a certain point, you you kind of do just age out of certain things. Yeah. And for me, the one of the biggest things I've aged out of is just wasting time, like just bullshitting on like <laughs> Instagram, and you know, just watching TV, keeping up with uh, you know current events. And shit like that. Like I found like, all of that is just like a real drain, drain of your time and of your energy. And like, you know, the other day I'm in a business meeting and uh the guy that's running the call, he's breaking down um one of the statistics, like w- one of our statistics where we're not doing as well as we could. And he's and he's basically showing it to us as wasted energy. It's like you see all of the energy that you're putting into this this part of the business that's futile now. It's like, what if you shifted that energy over here? Then you might be able to become more profitable if you do that. And like looking at it as like, you know, taking it away from just numbers on a spreadsheet and you're looking at it as time and energy now. It's like, well, yeah, that is time and energy. And that like, that's why our profit isn't as good as it could be because we're putting too much time and energy into the wrong thing. So I I took that and it's like, you know, you can apply that to your day-to-day life. Like, where are you putting your time and energy? Like, is are you putting a lot of it into shit that doesn't get you anything in return? Like scrolling social media, playing the game, um, you know, going out drinking old duels like Steve was last night. It's like, like he didn't get nothing out of that. Like you didn't no. get anything out of the old duels or the place that you were at drinking the old duels. So it's like, why go? <laughs> no, no, you will stop with the old duels, man. That's not like old, old duels is quality beer. I enjoyed my old duels and shit. Did you really? I did. I, you're not gonna convince me of that. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm old duels agnostic. Like I, I don't believe in that. <laughs> 
Actually, I'm, actually, I am going to Google if they have some uh, alternative vodka. What do you what you call it? Not alcoholic. Yeah, no, vodka. non-alcoholic vodka. Like, it's like a, all of, is it zero percent cognac? <laughs> like all of the burn and none of the pleasure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all burn, no buzz. Like, I, yeah, I need, that's, that's I need more burn. I need more burn. More burn. Yeah. No. Like, and I'm at a point now where, like, I'm not a 12-stepper or anything, but I haven't had a drink in over a year. And I just don't see the point in it, like, going back to it at this point. Because it's like, what, what am I going to get out of it? Yeah, I, I, I can see me drinking some old dudes again. A little six. I wish I had some, yeah. just some old dudes over here. One. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, you know, with the with the time and energy thing, um, so you threw away the PlayStation because you wasn't getting anything out of it. So where is that time going now? The goal is to uh, create more projects. Like I want to get back into uh, you know writing, sketch writing, and some movie writing, different things like that. So those are going to be the goals moving forward. So you know, like going into uh, second and third quarter, you know, we got some big projects coming up. You know, try to uh, you know network with some big booty bitches, get them in on the film type of stuff. So, so you know, so that's wait, the goal. Say, say that. Say that again. Uh, get some big with, bo- the- with the big booty bitches, get them involved in all that. So that's the goal. Oh, so you're gonna network with them? Yeah. How how do you network with them? Uh, I don't know. Just I'd see, see what I have to offer them, and and see if they'll come through and and, and promote my business. See, see what they need exactly. What, what well, you know, dangle a carrot in front of their face. You know what I'm saying? You know. Has that worked out for you? Like up to it, this not point? at all. No. no <laughs> okay. No, no. Yeah. But you know, I was you, checking. Yeah. You know, you, you got to try new things in life. If something's not working, you know, what's the definition of insanity? You keep doing the shit that's not working. So you got to try something that is working. So you just try it. And then if that doesn't work, you can move on to the next thing. But you already said it's not working. So you've already well, tested I that theory out. I haven't, I haven't tested it all the way yet. I, I'm going to do some tinkering into, you know, what, what I need to do. You, know? you got to adjust the variables a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Just some move sets and shit like that. It's all about chess. But like, you're just putting a button on this like time and energy thing. What do you <laughs> think it is that like, cause when you're wasting time and you're bored and you're bullshit and it's like, you know it. But what do you think it is that makes people like become okay with that? Because I think a lot of us waste the majority of the day do- doing dumb shit. I, I think that like the Western lifestyle is so draining. Like everything is go, go. Like you will go to a job, you waste eight hours there. Then, you know, you get home and you're just completely tired. You got to figure out how to eat some dinner. So most likely you're going to get some shit that's not going to be nourishing. You're going to get some hungry man, hungry king dinner that you put in there, some uh, processed shit, like frozen, something like that. So it's like everything that you do is counterintuitive into what would make you the most productive person. So now you have that brain fog when you get home, you just lost. So it's like, all right, let me do something that feels good because I'm burnt out. I think people are just burnt out by the time they get home. With that said, you know, you're talking about like how people get into this rhythm of doing stuff that's like, you know, doesn't really make you feel good in the long run and like just like slowly breaks you down, whether that's just like wasting your time on different stuff or not treating your body as well as you could be treating it. Um, You know, we read, well, I read this book, um, Breath by James Nestor last year, 
And uh, I wanted to talk to talk to Steve about it on the podcast because I've I read it like it was almost a year ago at this point, and now like I'm going through it for the second time. But I put some of the things into practice that was that was in the book about um, you know just trying to decontrast the nose and breathe from the diaphragm and all this different stuff that it's trying to teach you. And a lot of it is like just very simple, you know, things that you can do that that aren't invasive, doesn't really disrupt your day, doesn't take up a lot of time. But what did take time was getting through this like six, seven hour audio book and listening to it and processing the information, doing some research on the things that he brought up in the book so I could see that it's not bullshit um, you know, checking it against other sources. And that's been like an off and on process, like over the last six months. And I've gotten some tangible things out of that. Like, you know, like my, my, uh, resting heart rate is lower. I've lost weight. I get through the night and snore less. And I, I feel more energy in the morning, but that's just from me making a decision to take my free time and use it on something like that. Like, let me get some information and learn about breathing and try to improve the quality of my life. And I want to talk talk to you guys about that on the show because it's like that, like that information is just out there. Like, and it's just, we have it like on these phones, it's so easy to get, but I feel like most people don't realize like how, how powerful this tool is and how you can actually use it to make your life better instead of just wasting your time. And I've just like seen with like little shit, just like, you know, the information that I was able to get from this book and apply it to my life. Like, you know, we got to talk to people about that because it's simple shit that people can do. Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from the book was that, um, you know, I didn't know the nose was like connected to like erectile dysfunction. Um, I thought that was interesting because uh, we had a clip uh, with Mr. Definite Dude saying he wish he had the superpower of uh, automatic dick hardener. Like, he actually don't even need that. He just need to take a couple of deep breaths and, like, he could just have the shit automatic and just, like, do whatever he want with it. So, <laughs> see, see, I like that's the that is the problem though with uh with books like this. It's like people will jump on the one thing that they like and they'd be like, yo, he says some shit about how the nose has erections. So, I'm gonna take a couple of deep breaths. I'm gonna fuck the shit out of this bitch. <laughs> it's just like, that's not what the book said at all. <laughs> it's like, because I listened to that part this morning. Oh, yeah, like that's that's interesting. Like, how like the your nasal passageways and all of that get strengthened and how you can affect the arousals that happen in there. But it's like, no, he didn't say just, you know, just take a couple deep breaths. You'd be fucking yeah. all night. Nigga, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, you don't need no automatic dick harder. You got, the, you got your nose. <laughs> well, I think the biggest takeaway from the book for me was just like throughout, especially like in the Western cultures, as well as like, you know, you look at even in like Britain and stuff like that. It's like a lot of, you know, that type of uh, anything that's outside of the, administering medic medication it seems like that's kind of like frowned upon it's like any type of holistic medicine any type of like herbs or different things like that that seems to be blocked you know it seems like those eastern cultures where you see like a lot of people you know live a little bit longer um that they kind of still have that culture and these techniques 
Um, you know, and it's definitely a lot of different things, like you said, to be able to like cross reference, like, you know, he kind of talked about how in older cultures, their teeth were straight and, you know, just based off of breathing, you know, they had stronger bone density and, you know, like the flatness of their face, um, you know, wasn't, uh, as pronounced, it wasn't as flat, like the, you know, the, the structure of their face, uh, you know, it was more fluid just based off of their breathing. So it's definitely a lot of good information just like from a good starting point from like cross-referencing and uh, it's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in there. And, you know, when I read books like this, cause you know, I, I've, I lost a lot of weight recently and just got a lot more serious about my health and just improving the day-to-day quality of my life. So I like reading these books and like getting into the reference sources. And it's like, you can see that people have been spending their time of, you know what, let me take a bunch of people that have a breathing abnormality, put them through this protocol and see if it improves. Or like, you know, there's a story in there about a choir director that was helping Olympic athletes improve their breathing so that they were outperforming everybody at the Olympics to where they were the only ones that didn't need oxygen when they were running on the track. But people were dismissive of this person because he didn't have a medical background and he came from the arts. And it's just interesting, like when you look at these ancient texts that talk about um, the the value of nasal breathe, nasal breathing exclusively over mouth breathing, but they didn't have any of the machines or any of that to test your your blood chemistry and test your hormone levels and all of that, all of those things to see if these things actually had value. There was just like a more subtle knowledge, a more I don't know how else to describe it. It's like you. They they just were more willing to put things into practice and find stuff out where now if you can't just Google it and say, yo, how do I breathe better? And if I can't figure out how to do that shit in five minutes, like people aren't going to do it. Like the, the lady that it took her, I think it was the one lady in the book, it said it took her like five years to cure her scoliosis by just repetitively doing these breathing exercises. It's like our, our mo- most people just aren't willing to do that. And I just find it interesting that, you know, when you read about people that have done that work and then they bring it to the surface to where somebody like me that's not a breathing expert can just do a couple little things to improve my daily quality of life. And now I got a couple of things like I could show people. It's like, look, I tried this shit. Like, you should try it, too. It should work like that ripples out. But that only yeah. happens if you don't spit your tired bullshit. Yeah. Well, I think also, too, just... uh keep an open mind with it like because it's like that's something that we don't even think about like nothing something that we're not you know cognizant cognizant of but like I found myself kind of like focusing more on like you know breathing in and out of my nose as I'm listening to the book but uh it's it's definitely ironic because you know you hear people like have that colloquialism of like oh yeah look at those uh you know I'll be politically mouth incorrect. Breathers. Yeah, the red. I was gonna say rednecks. Like, look at those redneck mouth breathing hot doggy. It's <laughs> like they say those. Like, you know, you hear that term where it's like somebody who is like not normal, somebody who isn't as intelligent. But it's like, yeah, they breathe through their mouth. But yeah. it's like there's science behind that. Exactly. It's like, like, like breathe, like because they did an experiment where they exclusively 
breathe through their mouth for a couple of weeks and their health um, worsened drastically over that short amount of time of just breathing through the mouth and like the structure of their face started to change. And when you put, you have somebody that goes through an extreme protocol like that, you see how important it is to just do something as simple as breathe through your nose more often. And if you're sitting at your desk, close your mouth. Like, cause like I see people sometimes and I'm like, why is your mouth open? Like, you know, <laughs> it, it does make you look stupid. Like, it, like, you can't, like, like if your mouth is just open and you're not saying anything, you just like, it's like, you look dumb. It's like, you look confused. Like you've never seen an intelligent person. Like, like if you look up intelligence in the dictionary, they don't have a person going, it's, it's like, <laughs> you know, sometimes it might just be a bad habit or like sometimes, you know, somebody's super intense and they're not, uh, you know, cognizant of their mouth being open at that time. Don't make no excuses for it. <laughs> like, like we've already, we've learned the science. Yeah. Like, let, let's not make an excuse for it. Like, close your mouth. Cause yeah. it, I also found it interesting where the book, the, the, like this book also references it, references it. But if you get into like any sort of like ancient scriptures, a lot of them like have proverbs around keeping your mouth closed. Like, like, or, or talking less and all of those sort of things where it's like on the gross level, yeah, it's saying, yeah, stop talking so much because you probably don't have that much to say. But yeah. if you also keep your mouth closed more often, you're breathing through your nose more often. And it's like, did the people that were writing these, these books know that? It seems like they did because, you know, they were developing breathing techniques that were healing people thousands of years ago. Mm. So, you know, it, it seems like, you know, sometimes when these books, like they become New York Times bestsellers and stuff, they're bringing back an awareness of something that used to be fundamental, like that people used to understand. And you look at, you know, Western society and you look at the things that were taught in school. It's like, why aren't like, why don't we have a breathing class? Like, why why doesn't a phys ed teacher teach you how to breathe? through your diaphragm. Like I remember we took a weightlifting class in high school and the teacher didn't teach us really anything about good form. He just yelled at us for bullshit during class. It's like now as a 30 year old man, like I love weightlifting. Like I, I like love it too much. Like I probably need to take some rest days or some shit. But back then it's like, you couldn't get me to do any of it because nobody was teaching me how to do it properly. And every time I wanted to lift weights or wanted to get stronger, I would always hurt myself. So I just said, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to be a scrawny weakling. <laughs> and it's just like, that's no you, good. You seen the way that teacher was walking. Dude. That nigga probably, he probably didn't, didn't had no clue how to lift weights properly. Yeah, he, he didn't know how to help himself. So it's yeah, like, how, like, how could he help the students? I didn't know what the hell he was going on. But I think when you look at this country specifically, when you have a certain medical industry where they're making money off of bad health so it's like oh you can come in take a pill and you know so like they're getting money off of the that specific program and so you know why would they it wouldn't be monetarily feasible to teach kids the proper way of dieting and breathing and all that type of stuff because now the big corporations they lose money it's like i lose money on medicine so it wouldn't make any sense from that standpoint
Yeah, I, I think it's that too, but there's also, you know, when he's describing some of these, uh, he called them pulmonots in the book, these these experts on breathing, that a lot of them got rejected by um, scientists when they were um, trying to bring their discoveries to the forefront because like that, I, I wish I remembered his name. I, I should have wrote it down. The choir director that was training Olympic athletes and then eventually like that whole training style that was proven to work just completely falls out of fashion because he can't get any anybody with a PhD to recognize the value of his contribution to the field. And it's just like, I, I, I think like that that's more of a Western thing. I could be wrong. I, maybe I need to travel more that people just dismiss somebody if you don't have the stamp of approval from an institution or you don't have the stamp of approval of, it's like, well, you don't write for the biggest paper in the country. So why would I believe you? Like you're writing for the such and such gazette or whatever. But it's like, sometimes like that's where the more valuable information is. It's it's usually hidden. It's not, you know, in the, like, it's it's not common. Or what do they say? Common, like common sense isn't common. Yeah, well, that something of value is normally uh, not, uh, it's normally exclusive. Like, you know, like a woman of value is, that's your woman. She's not everybody's woman. Like a woman is a, a woman is everybody's woman. That's not I like how you just relate everything back to that. It's like it's very it's very clear that you you're working through some issues in your dating life. And he's just like he's like, yeah, and another thing about these bitches. Yeah, like, like, a woman that's popping that pussy everywhere, like that's how valuable is that? Like a woman that's valuable, that's your woman. So yeah, like everything that's exclusive is valuable. Anything that's not exclusive is not valuable. So, you know, we're at this point now and we don't want to just say there's problems and we're not doing anything about it. Um, where this book, this guy, James Nestor, he writes this book and I, I think part of it or, or like the main motivation behind doing it is let me put this information out that I've collected so that other people can can help themselves with it. Um, I, I think like that's like the fundamental question of the episode why aren't more people willing to do something like that? Because I think everybody, maybe not every single person, but I, I think most of us have something that like we're good at that can improve the quality of our lives and the people's lives around us if we focus on that thing. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I can't just look at somebody and pinpoint it's like, like you're the best at this or whatever. But I think like we all have something that we're good at that could be valuable to other people. And it's just like taking the time to figure out what that is and then tap into it and then take it to the limit. It's like, maybe you're not going to write a bestseller or whatever, but there's a lot of people that this guy discovered along the way that he put their information in the book, but they were in the trenches working on breathing. And like, they never knew that it was going to get to millions of people, their information, but they were just in the trenches because that was the best thing to do with their time. It's like, let me be in the trenches with, with this breathing shit. And yeah. like, I, I don't know if I'm going to sit in the shade, but I'm going to plant the tree, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know if everybody has a, a gift or a skill that's going to help uh, everybody else. I think some people are just mouth breathers. I don't know if that's, 
the accuracy. Like some people just might not have no talent. Well, I mean, if you're a mouth breather, the, the book helps you out because it tells you to, like <laughs> put a little piece of tape right here when you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it was some tape on you. Yeah, put, right. little, put a little tape like there. You, you'd be yeah. all right. You stop breathing yeah. your mouth so much. <laughs> so, yeah, you fix your scoliosis. And... <laughs> but but I, I do think like there's just like little things that you know, f- like fundamental science that your nose functions just like a bicep like there's there's muscle tissue in there that if you breathe through your nose enough you'll strengthen it and it expands and your ability to breathe and fill your lungs properly will expand and that affects a lot of other things in your body because your body needs air and water to do pretty much everything and it's like that fundamental science is it shouldn't be esoteric like it should be exoteric. Like everybody should know that. And there's one point in the book where one of the Paul Monats was saying he took it for granted that people understood the value of breathing through your nose. And there was this one gardener in the story that said that when he was in Catholic school, they used to hit you in the back of the head if you were breathing through your mouth. Because it used to be so fundamental, but it's like now you can't do that. Like you know that they'll have they'll have congressional hearings if you pop a kid in the back of the head now. Like it's like stop breathing through your mouth, even though it's helpful. It's like we I think we need a little bit more of that. Absolutely. Like like just just a little bit more rigidity, like a little bit more discipline. Like it like all of that helps. Like trying to make everything easy doesn't help. Yeah, I, I like to be in charge of that popping the kid in the back of the head when he fucks up. Yeah, but you got to do it out of place of caring, Steve. Oh, like, okay, you, can't, you can't just do it because you try to get your aggression out. Yeah, I okay, can't. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah, that, that, that's what the box line is for. <laughs> so um, you want to put a button on the book? Uh, like, what was your main takeaway or like anything you want to say to wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said before, um, I definitely took it for granted in regards to like bringing out like that's something that I just had no clue about. Like I never thought about like the difference between uh, breathing in my mouth and breathing in my nose. But he talked about like how much the nose regulates air and how much it like the it the air actually heats up in your nose and helps regulate the rest of your body. But and then he also mentioned about the um, the lung exercises in regards to like the stretching. Because you like yeah, you can breathe deep all day long, but if your lungs don't have the capacity to hold the air, then that could become an issue as well. So um I think books like this always give you like a really good foundation. But like you mentioned, it's always good to just take some of it, be able to cross-reference and actually, you know, see is is this guy just bullshitting with this, you know. But um <laughs> last little joke but about it, but it's like I always find it funny, like, you know, with certain races of people, they talk about yeah, our, our ancestors came from cavemen. I'm just like, whoa, 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 buddy. No, I don't. I don't think all of our ancestors came from cavemen. But you know, overall, like I said, like it's a, it's a good starting point in regards to if you want to take your education further in regards to what this guy's talking about, like cross referencing with the breathing things, things like that. So, yeah, and for me, my my biggest takeaway, I I, I I'm harping on it a lot in the episode, but I think it's really important that you know, people realize the value that can be gained from putting your time and energy into the right things. Like, I'm not saying you got to become a pulmonite or do anything that this guy said to do in this book. 
Um, because like some of it, like I, I'm not willing to do, but <clears throat> I think spending your time more so on, imp- on doing things that improve the quality of your life, you don't know where that's going to go. But if you spend your time playing Madden, you're going to end up at do dirty's house, like, bullshit. <laughs> 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 like, 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 you know, there's the only thing that you can get out of Madden is winning the Super Bowl. And then it gives you another season and then you just keep going. Like, but you don't get anything out of it. Like, so, but it's like if, huh? It's, it's like, it's like being on a hamster wheel. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, like, I think, shit, we probably jump on hamster wheels all day long and not realize it. Like, like I've, I spent time over the last couple of months, like, just like, stop using my phone to bullshit, like staying off IG posting less, looking at other people's posts less. I barely was followed anybody anyway because like most people are just posted nonsense. Yeah. But it's just like, I, I realized like once I stopped using that, stopped going on YouTube, stopped checking um, really any current events. I don't pay attention to any, anything that y'all diggers are doing anymore. I realized I didn't miss any of it. Like, like none of it had any value. And if anything, the quality of my life got better because I spent more time focusing on improving the quality of my life rather than, you know, reading about what's happening in a country on the other side of the world that I had no intention of ever visiting or cared about or should care about. Like, sorry, not sorry. So, you know, that's just something to think about, you know. It's like, what are you really spending your time on during the day? Like, re- like, what is reading that article that you're reading on the toilet doing for you? Like, it, it, if it's not about anything. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do miss playing my Madden at Do Dirty's house, though. I, I will say that. You leave right. the house at nine. He's like, I leave the house at nine o'clock. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm going to do something productive. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think they had some old duels at Do Dirty's house, too? No, no, they they was drinking forties. They was drinking the real thing. You, you don't you don't play Madden like it's a nine to five and drink like non alcoholic beer and stay hydrated. You're there bullshit. You're eating funyuns and fucking like you know, like a- asking your chick for haircut money and shit. Like like no, that's, no, that's what the niggas do. No non alcoholic vodka for do dirty. No. You, you remember them commercials when we were kids? You sit on the couch all day anyway. That was for Do Dirty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you with the four baby bobs. <laughs> laid on in a resident child support. Like, it, like he, it's like, yo, it's actually cheaper for me not to work. Because if I do work, like, they're going to take the whole check anyway. So it's smarter not to work, you know? And just hit that, licks. That is logical, <laughs> though. Like, it's like, it's kind of logical. It's not. I'm not. It's not ethical, but it's logical. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so you are like, I'm not gonna be able to pay my rent anyway. So I might as well just wait till ball call me. Get, like hit the hamburger spot, do the little run, like go get this bread, and then we gonna be back here playing bad from nine to five. Did you just bust a trap and play bad all day? Like just bust a trap. That, and that's play the play. That's like a young thug song. Bust a trap and play bad. Yeah, hip hop is bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that'd be the title of the song too. Bust a trap and play bad. So, um, speaking of busting a trap, uh, we we were having this conversation off mic about pivoting in life 
and in careers and knowing when to pivot and how to pivot and what a pivot is. So like the concept was a pivot is like when you realize that you're kind of at the the end of your rope with whatever you're doing. Like maybe you're aging out of doing certain things. Like Steve was at the club last night. Knowing he too old for that shit. Yeah, it's time like, to pivot. Yeah, it's, it's time to pivot. It's like, you know, you got to do something else. It might, so, it might be time to pivot to sell, selling pussy. No, I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next pivot. We just go to selling pussy. No. It, well, if the box line's not working, like, it might be yeah. time for a pivot. Like, yeah, you know. I, I go from uh, buying to selling. Yo. <laughs> That's the American dream, ain't it? Well, um, so, so like, you know, we were talking about pivots because, uh, we saw Creed last week and without getting into the movie, cause everybody saw the movie is number one movie at the box office. Who cares what our opinion of the movie is? Um, but I was interested in like Michael B. Jordan cause he directed the movie. He produced the movie now, you know, because it made so much money, they got all these spinoffs and stuff going and, like that's an example that's in the forefront of American culture of a person that's pivoting in his career. It's like, yeah, he's an actor, but he's also pivoted into producing. He's pivoted into directing and all of these things. And now he's making the decisions. He's getting the project made. He's not just in the project where 10 years ago, like they were just, he was just the guy in the movie. Now he's the guy behind the movie too. So when you see that, like, you know, that's a person that's in business. Like they're using some awareness. It's like, if you want to have control over your career, you got to control more than what you're doing on the camera, because that's such a small part of it. You're only filming the movie for a couple of weeks. It might take two, two years for the movie to make it to the screen. So, you know, when thinking about all of that and you say, you know, you get to a certain point in your life as a young man, you know, 30 is a good example of that. You know, a couple years ago, I was gaining a lot of weight. I was like sitting down all the time. It was hard for me to walk around the block without my shins hurting. Like a pivot needed to happen. Yeah, you're breathing through your mouth. Yeah, breathing through my mouth, getting gas, (laughs) going up the steps. Like that required a pivot. It required a drastic pivot. So I like drastically changed a lot of things about my life to improve it. And now it's like I'm at certain places in other areas of my life. And I got some other pivots that I'm not going to talk about on the podcast. But, you know, people will see the results of that. Well, I'll see the results and fuck it if other people notice. But the point is, it's like I think everybody has those very clear pivot moments. It's like, you know, like when I was getting acid reflux in the middle of the night from eating a bowl of pasta at one in the morning, I knew it was time for a fucking pivot. Like, but if you ignore it, you could be fucked. Like, you could just end up further and further down that road, and then the pivot becomes even harder. So let's talk about that, like, that that first. Like, do you feel like everybody knows when it's time to pivot? Like, that that's something that's inherent in you? Or do you have to, you know, have, like, a heightened sense of self-awareness? Uh, I think certain people just have to hit rock bottom. I, I mean, but that is an interesting, that's, that's more of kind of like a philosophy, right? Because it's like, 
I think you feel when you hit at the end of your rope, brother, it's a, a dead end job or, you know, a certain relationship. You feel it's like, you know, it's time to actually seek something of substance, you know, but sometimes it's like, yo, you're so deep into it. Like, it's like, yo, the shit just has to, it's like, that girl has to walk away. It's like, you have to get fired. Like, you got to spaz on the supervisor. So, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, Sometimes you just have to hit rock bottom in order to, to kind of get going and get galvanized to be doing something that you're supposed to be doing. So um I I guess uh, the long answer is uh I, I think a little bit of both, honestly. So I have you seen pivot points for you where it's oh, just like, yo, I, I feel pivot coming on <laughs> all the time. Like when I'm, uh you know. There's been a time when I'm calling my homeboy screaming about how I want to kill a supervisor. I was like, yeah, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably time to get out of that. Like, if you feel like you want to go kill a supervisor over something, uh, so minuscule, you know, it, it might just be time to get out of that and figure out like what you're supposed to be doing in your life. Yeah. Like, I like how Biggie put it on, um, I think it was like, I forget on what song it was on Ready to Die. It's like this little outro. Where the like the interviewers asked him, like, yo, so what influenced you? He's like, he's like, ain't nobody really influenced me. I just was broke and had to get up off that. <laughs> and I, was, and I was just like, I was like, I felt like that when I was 15. I was just like, yeah, like niggas talking about you want to play football after school. I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna go to work and get some money. Like, yeah. like that broke shit is not for me. It's pivot time. Y'all niggas still want to go to recess. But you know what the issue is? I think we just didn't know what the fuck to do. Cause it's like we were so scared of the fucking coach. We felt like he was going to pull up to the job. He's like, no, dickhead, uniform, field, now. Yeah, no, like, I, I like, because I, I played sports in middle school, and I realized I wasn't athletic. Yeah. So I just pivoted away from that. I was like, you know, let me be a nigga that just tries to get money. And, oh, yeah. and, and <laughs> let, let, let me stay, let me jump in that lane. That, that'll probably work out a little bit better for me than the sports shit. Yeah, playing football is one of the worst decisions I ever made. I still have a bad knee from that shit. Like, I, I wish I would have did the shit as you did. I might have a little CTE too. It's like, so that's why I was saying, Steve said anything on the podcast. That's that CTE kicking it. <laughs> so, Steve, that's an broken. I'm sorry. That's that CTE. I got hit in the head a couple times. You know, yeah, football. you, you, you got to make the CTE pivot. Like, I, it's a lot of cat. Like, Barry Sanders made that CTE pivot. Yeah. Like, where he just walked away at the top of the game. Calvin Johnson's probably a better example for the modern audience. He's just like, no, like I'm gonna get CT on the on the Lions, and it's funny. Both of them play for the Lions. They just like not for the Lions, bro. And they're they arguably CT for the Lions. They're arguably the best players ever at their positions. Like you remember, because you remember Calvin Johnson playing, but like he was arguably he if he would have stayed in it, he probably would have broke all the Jerry Rice records. Yeah, and and it's just like. But when you realize enough is enough and yeah. when you realize it's like maybe for him being great isn't that I have to beat all this other guy's records. Like he he proved his greatness and maybe he only needed to prove it to himself because right. like at a certain point, I, I think like you can kind of time Brady yourself where you're just going for another one in Tampa Bay. And it's like to what end, bro? Like you 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 left the Patriots, you won another one. And then now you're going to keep, like, how many more do you need? Like, you got more than everybody else by, like, who's the next closest guy? 
Yeah, yeah but why is that? Why is that a bad thing though? Like, if he could, I'm, still... I'm not saying it's a, it, yeah. it's a bad thing to want to keep going. I'm saying it's a bad thing when it's like you're not good anymore. Like, like I, 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 I think like that's the that's the pivot point when you he really know only had you're, you're not good anymore. Yeah, he really only was bad this year, and he retired this year. So, all right. Oh well, yeah. Then he <laughs> he, he recognized the pivot. He yeah. knew it was time to hang that shit the fuck up. Like. You gonna and, still and, go out there? And he about to do an analyst job, making like just as much money too. So, yeah, that, see, that's a pivot. Yeah, like because somebody would have signed him up to go out there again. Oh, you and, know it, and and just tear your body down. And it's like t- to what end, bro? Yeah, you, you, yeah. You, like you could barely get, you could barely run the, uh, like throw a deep ball now. It's like yeah, what are you doing? And you already lost your family anyway, so. Yeah, it's, it's definitely pivot. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna get into that man's family, but I, I feel like the pivot got to come before you lose the fit, or maybe he won't. Maybe he was pivoting away from the family. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to pivot. Some, you know, sometimes you just gotta lead it. Sometimes you just gotta let her leave. That, that's like, the I got more nut pivot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, like I'll go start a new family. Exactly. Like let her leave. Who, who did that? Um, was it the 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 dude they made the movie on the the uh, King Richard? Like he pivoted away from that first family and went and made himself some Hall of Famers. That's why I never even saw that movie. I know he did that shit. Well, I remember when the movie came out. Um, one of his first daughters was like, "Like you could at least mention us in the movie. Like you had a whole other family." <laughs> but he pivoted away from that and went and made you know those elite athletes with his new wife. Yeah, why would he mention them? They're not great. Like. That's like Michael Jordan in his Hall of Fame speech. He's like talking to his kids, like, yo, y'all got a lot to live up to. Like, I feel bad for y'all niggas. He said that? Yeah, he said that. Yeah, I feel bad for y'all. Y'all got a lot to live up to. That's Michael why I Jordan. fuck with Michael Jordan, because yeah, he keeping a buck. He, he like, sure do. Like, he's like, I don't have to do this. Yeah. He was roasting there. That's one of the greatest Hall of Fame speeches. He's roasting everybody. He's real. He's like, he's like yo, like the, the nigga that got picked up for me in high school basketball. Like, man, look at me now. Like, like <laughs> Like now, look at me! Like, and it's like that man probably not even thinking about it. Like, <laughs> like probably just doesn't care. Like, like the nigga that stole my bitch in the third grade. Now look at me! <laughs> I took that personal. <laughs> but see. It, but like you know, there's a lot of guys that go through life with that same chip on their shoulder, but they don't yeah. accomplish shit. Right? Like, 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 like that's the difference between Michael Jordan and the average person. Because there's a lot of guys that just wake up every day, and you could be the mad rapper. You're like, yo, my shit more John Blaze, and you just complained about why everybody else is the fucking problem. Yeah. And it's just like Michael Jordan decided to make his life better, though. Yeah. Like and he's just like, oh no, like I can't let this guy. Like outdo me on the court, like. Oh yeah, it's a nigga sweeping up, complaining the whole time. I was like, y'all's the nigga in high school, and then he goes home to go be a wizard on PS Five. <laughs> like not a real wizard. Like, we talk about the PlayStation wizard. Like, like not a real wizard. <laughs> that's that's practice. Yeah, and that's it's like you can. And, and it's like you see David Blaine and shit like that. You could be a yeah. real wizard if you want to. Yeah. Like, like Future had an old album called The Wizard. Like, you know that nigga's getting into that shit. 
And you can't tell future who he's not because he tell you I'm getting more money than Illuminati, getting the same checks as Cam Newton, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like we fucking the same whole like what do you say I'm fucking B and C yeah. <laughs> and D and E and F. You can't tell yeah. that man who he's not. He said so he, I, made, I, he made more than Dwayne Wade. Oh, he makes more than Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he said that <laughs> shit was like, I make more than Dwayne Wade, baby. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> like bragging about that shit, but I, I like that, like the confidence of it, like that, that was like like calling back to that Mike Tyson thing where he's just like, "Yo, I'll trade my car for your bitch." Like, what's up? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. You know that that shit happened to Martin. Like uh, Martin had to save an African prince life or whatever, and like he tried to pay for Martin. Uh, he tried to pay to have G to be his concubine and shit, like. He came to him with some old school shit. Like he just gave him a check. So he, he's like, "Yeah, I'll move off your wife a job." Said, oh, what's she gonna have you doing? Uh, yeah, she's gonna be working right under me. She's gonna be a concubine. And this thing didn't know what a concubine was. <laughs> that she gonna yeah. be working right under me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what the old school players did. It's like, yo, man, that's funny. Um, I give these, these four goats for your daughter, right quick. <laughs> That's how that shit got down back in the day. So, um, but back to pivots. So, like, that's one side of like seeing the pivot come, but seeing that it's time to pivot. But knowing what to pivot into and pivoting into something that you that you can be good at, I think like like that's the other thing. Because, you know. I, I was always fascinated by this documentary that they that um, ESPN did on these athletes that blew all of their money called Broke. And you see some of them just like spent it on frivolous shit, like, you know, cars and shoes and bitches and all of that dumb stuff. But there were guys like um, Kurt Schilling that at the end of his career, he took like 30, 40 million dollars, some astronomical number and dumped it in a video game company and lost it all and it's like this is a guy that wasn't sitting on his ass he wanted to do something good but he just put way too much time and energy into the wrong thing and end up losing all of his money now like that's still like a noble thing because he still went for it but like the thing about pivoting is like how do you know what to pivot into like like what do you think like how do you make sure that you don't stay out of your lane? Like, what do you think goes into that? I think the main thing is, like, uh, doing something that you actually have a passion at or something that you're actually good at. Um, I, I think that's the kind of, like, the hardest part. Like, somebody like uh, Nandi Asuma, I was impressed by him because after having an all-pro career, now you're getting into acting, you know. But maybe that was something that he kind of got into with, uh, you know, his wife being uh, Kerry Washington, um, you know. But I don't know. Some people like just have the Midas touch. You talk about George Foreman, like he was able to kind of, you know, make money off of uh, and you know, investing in those grills, getting a piece of that stock, and then you know, you look at Fifty Cent getting in the vitamin water. So I think you know, the main thing is either have something that you're good at that you're passionate about, you know, or or just something that uh, you know, where you know it's going to be a smart investment. Because you see somebody like Holyfield is in the same was in the same position because Rick Ross has said something to the effect of uh, the reason why he's able to afford his house because Holyfield wanted to try to start a recording company. And it's like, why are you doing that? You're a boxer. Like 
you should have been uh, getting, he should have been like Creed 3 or whatever. He should have had his own little Duke in there and shit, like screwing at the people. Like, you listen to Duke. Like, that should have been like, like the Creed life should have been like the Holyfield. Like, that should have been the end of his uh, life. It was like, these guys are fighting, still trying to fight for like millions of dollars because they're broke. And it's like, yeah, but th- that that might have been a CTE pivot though, because <laughs> like like you 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 never know with with, with boxers because it's like you take somebody like Floyd though, where Floyd you know he hit his fifty and zero and then now he just does gimmick fights yeah. and he calls and he calls himself a professional bank robber because it's like why should he get in there and fight a twenty five year old killer when he can beat up his sparring partner and make twenty million dollars? Yeah. Like people talk about, like people talk about, oh, he had to fight Errol Spitz, he had to fight Terrence Crawford. Like he's retired. Like why would he do that? Yeah, and 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 I think it's just like when people and like you know everyday <laughs> working people, they just want to give you bad advice on like what you should do next with your life. Like because like I have people te- like giving me bad financial advice all of the time. Like trying to put me in a financial position that they're in because they think it makes sense. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, like you, you need to dump some money in and in, in this security and that security and then tie yourself up in a 30 year debt obligation for a house and all of this other shit. And I'm like, no, bro, like you do it all that shit and all of your possessions own you. Like yeah. I'm gonna pivot away from that. <laughs> yeah. And then you need to go to a club and marry a thought, get to a 30 year old marriage with some whore. Yeah, and then get a divorce. And now she has all the shit that you was trying to fucking possess anyway. So you basically wasted your time. (laughs) Yeah, because I I was talking to somebody that's going through a divorce last week and like they they met a new chick and they were just so elated. They were like, they're like, yo, I finally got something good in my life. I'm like, bro, like you was damn near still a newlywed. Like you was only you was only married for a couple years. I'm like, I'm like this time. Pivot away from side and paperwork for your relationship. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, ju- like ju- just pivot, just pivot into some casual shit. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, these bras they make out like a baby. Tell you. But yeah, anyway, what was go, I saying? go ahead, say, say something else about it. No, Steve. <laughs> no, no. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. And another thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um. Uh, yeah, pivots, man. Y'all, y'all got, y'all got stay on, st- stay on your pivot, <laughs> man, and, and don't travel, you know, and uh, pass the ball if you got to. Don't be afraid to pass the ball if you, if you're on your pivot foot. Like, don't throw up that ugly bullshit because it's not gonna work out for you. It never goes in. So, pivot. Uh, Steve, you got, you got anything else to say on that? No, really. I think I've said enough, especially about these. Let's pivot to the next conversation. Well, I, I, I think we're going to pivot out of the podcast at this point. <laughs> like, because because at the beginning it, it like had a little bit more structure to it, but now I was going to end the podcast for for your good and my own good. Uh-huh. And um, you know, we'll be back next week. All new episode. It's a new season of the podcast. We're going to be dropping these. Check them out every Thursday on YouTube, Spotify, whatever you get your podcast at. We'll be back next week. This has been The Last Man Podding. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. <laughs>